This is the Greenhouse Podcast, and I'm your host, Steve Perkins. I'm a leadership, career, and business coach and the founder of Greenhouse, a company that helps people and teams grow and figure out what's next. This podcast is for leaders, entrepreneurs, creatives, and seekers. Myself and our curated team of guests are here to give you tips and share thoughts and have meaningful conversations about topics in career and life, because we believe that with the right tools, you can lead a more fulfilling and impactful life. Today's episode is really about how do you lead an effective meeting, the kind where people actually know what you're talking about and what to do with it afterward. So Sunday, recently you gave a really awesome talk to a company about the topic of influence. Mm -hmm. Side note is one of my favorite talks I've ever heard. TED Talk, hashtag TED Talk. (laughs) (laughs) But you were talking about influencing in different contexts and one of them was meetings. Mm -hmm. And I think for me at least, anyone probably listening to this really needs to think about this topic because meetings can be so dysfunctional, such a waste of time, but they occupy so much Mm -hmm. space in our work life. And you said this one line that really stuck with me and I wrote it down and you said, so often, let's just be honest, we leave a meeting and we walk out of the room and we go, I'm not really sure what was just said there. I actually don't know what that was about. It's crazy. And sometimes it happens two seconds after we've left the meeting. I know. And at least we got to like say that to each other in the past. Yes. And now in Zoom meeting world, we oh. just click close and yeah. think it to ourselves. <laughs> yeah, I feel like it was already a, a difficult task for a speaker of a meeting or the leader of a meeting to make sure that what they said was clear and that it had clarity and that there was something memorable about it. And now virtually, don't you think it's gotten even more difficult? I think so, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I also realized the the reality of, you know, I, I've been to classes in the past about how to have effective meetings and and they teach you to do all this prep work. And I'm going, no one mm-hmm. has time for that, especially... Mm-hmm. If you're in a workplace that has lots of back-to-back meetings, let's be real. You don't have time to prep for each meeting. Mm-hmm. So the tension there, mm-hmm. how, do you, how do you make it worthwhile and actually clear mm-hmm. without spending an hour prepping for a 30-minute meeting? Yeah, so you and I go to meetings a lot. Right? Mm-hmm. We've been to a lot. A lot of really inspirational ones, really, really good ones. So I can recall one that really, really stands out to me. But there's very few and far between. Do you feel the same way? Yeah, I think so. It's hard to remember. Yeah, you're like, what did they say? You know, (laughs) so obviously we're missing something there if we're not memorable enough, right? So do you have an example of either one that you, you know, hit the mark or didn't hit the mark? (laughs) Well, okay, when you said that, the first thing that came to mind was I remember a meeting, and this is like a big corporate environment where it was a big conference room, the table was full, people around the whole table. And even a second layer of people oh, sitting God. around the outside of the wall. <laughs> and I don't remember what the meeting was about, case in point. Mm-hmm. But I remember that it, we had tried so hard to get everyone together that mm-hmm. by the time we were all in that room, every person had their own agenda of like, this is my chance. I got to get this one piece <laughs> oh, in. God. And so everyone was trying to kind of quote unquote influence. Mm-hmm. But what, what played out was like, picture going around the table and each person takes like five minutes to share their piece. And then right after they're done, no one responded, no one commented or asked questions. It's like the next person just went down their whole Mm -hmm. separate topic rabbit trail. And so it became this like patchwork of 25 different topics. And then we left the room going, what just happened? (laughs) Yeah, that was a, what? Yeah. Yeah. Like what was the purpose of that meeting? No idea. Yeah. 
on the flip side, I do remember sitting in a meeting one time where it was about preparing for meetings. So it was interesting. Interesting. And the line that I never forgot was the bottom line is what do you want your audience to do or think differently as a result of your presentation? Hmm. Oh, I was just like, that's, and that was probably 17 years ago. And you like, can quote it still yeah, today. What do you want about? to do or think differently as a result, which is very similar to what we're saying today yeah. without stealing that presenter's words, right? I, I loved it. It really stood, it really stood out to me. So being memorable is the is the whole point here too. Like we don't want to just be up there to, to be up there. Mm-hmm. We want to be memorable. So I feel like it really comes down to communication in a meeting. Communication. So I love this. Are my words being remembered and are they affecting change to the people I'm speaking to? Oh, that was good. Say that again. So yeah, it's really about my words, right? Are my words being remembered and are they affecting change to the people that I'm speaking to? Yeah. Is that, that I love that line, <laughs> right? Because even if it's not a formal <laughs> meeting with a presentation per se, but it's more like, hey, we just need to get together and talk about this thing. Mm-hmm. It's still like, are we, are we actually clear what we're here to accomplish? Mm-hmm. And then leaving, are we? Do we know what we're doing? Who, right. who was that for? Right. Yeah. Do you, and do you do you agree that that's like easier said than done? Right. I, you might have been like great yes. quote, Sandy. But <laughs> now what? Like, how do we get there? Yeah. So I have a few tips that we're going to go into. But before I do, there was one more concept that I actually heard on another podcast that where Andy Stanley was actually talking, but he was actually quoting someone else. So this is funny. This is like a quote within a quote, right? So, <laughs> so Gary <meta>. Smalley <laughs> yeah. actually is the one that said this: uh-huh. that memorable is portable, and portable has to be memorable. I just, and that was not mine, but I remember it. Memorable is portable and portable has to be memorable. It has to be both. I I like that a lot because coming from someone like Andy, who, I mean, he's world, world renowned, known for really sticky concepts, like presenting things and communicating things in a way that's very memorable and portable. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) So who better for it to come from? Perfect guy. Yeah. So that, that really stood out to me. I just had to share it there. So. You know, one example I love to think about, too, is if you could almost imagine that your audience was, okay, first of all, how do high schoolers feel in a class before Mm -hmm. the bell rings? Well, actually, the whole class. How are they really feeling in in high school, in a class? What are they looking forward to? They can't wait to get out of there, but it's like, (laughs) it's almost even beyond that. It is, right. They are itching to get out of their seats Uh and for it to end, right? They often are. Or maybe they they were excited for the first 10 minutes and then what happens? Yeah. They're already looking at the big clock, right? So I always feel like if you can almost mindset-wise go into a meeting thinking of a bunch of high school students Hmm. who are itching to get out of their seats, how am I going to keep them, right? I like that mentality there. I do too. Because this this topic in a way feels so big, but yet it's so small. It's Mm -hmm. like we're in these situations all the time and it's kind of a waste of time unless it's clear. Yeah. Like Mm -hmm. what are we doing and let's get to it and and let's like make sure everyone knows what's going on. I like the connection to how high schoolers are feeling too, because I feel like we've become more and more like high schoolers in the sense that we have more things to be distracted by than we ever did. So the attention span actually is smaller. It's shorter, you know? And I, and I think you'll, you'll have people's attention better if at the very beginning it it is clear. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like right. Oh, okay, I can I can hone in and pay attention here because I mm-hmm. know what we're what we're up to. Right. Versus, well, I'm gonna multitask a little bit because this is, I don't know where we're going. Yeah. And I, I by the way, mindset wise too, it, preparation wise, I always feel like people say oh, it's really exhausting to prepare for a meeting and really have that outcome. And I'm like, yeah. 
<laughs> but who's the speaker of the meeting? Who, who, who is the, the leader of this space? You should feel a little tired at the end of the meeting because those people in that seat are worth it. Right. They're worth your time. They're worth your preparation. Yeah. And I mean, one thing I've started to do often is use the kind of time in transit. So I might give some thought. Mm-hmm. When I set up the meeting, I'm probably going to give some thought to like, what is this about? What do we need to accomplish? But the time in transit to the meeting, whether driving or walking or um, is just kind of get that one. I think we'll talk about this in a minute, but kind of get that one crisp thing in my head of like, all right, what is this about? Mm-hmm. So I walk into it mm-hmm. with that clarity. Mm-hmm. That doesn't take an hour. That you know, no. that just takes thirty seconds. Mm-hmm. But it makes a world of difference because you're right. If we're getting all these people together, sometimes in the corporate environment, I would love to. I still do this sometimes. Try to guess the salaries around the table and count like what is the actual cost of this meeting? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and it's crazy sometimes oh, the numbers. Yeah, of what's being spent mm-hmm. on this meeting. Mm-hmm. And I think the reality is when you do a little bit of prep, it goes a long way. Like mm-hmm. a little bit of clarity mm-hmm. makes all of that time and cost mm-hmm. so well worth it. Mm-hmm. And the flip side of that coin is also true. Like if mm-hmm. you don't give any prep or pre-thought, the whole time and cost can be a waste. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of this like, it's this huge pendulum swing, I think. Yeah, I think, <laughs> absolutely. I mean, like, let's not waste people's time and money. That's what we all say, right? See, that's a memorable quote. Yeah. <laughs> let's not waste people's time or money, right? I need to get, like, a label printer right. for everything you're saying in this episode. <laughs> and I think that it's interesting. If you were to ask me, like, super conversational, what the whole point of this podcast would be, it'd be that I just want to raise people's awareness to the fact that you need to have a purpose to your meeting and help people to remember what you said. Yeah. And have an action. It's like, boom. It's it's just that. How do we do it? Okay. Right? Okay. So, yeah, let's dive into some of the how and some of the tips. Okay. Tip number one, you're not going to believe it is super simple, but isn't that the point? It's simply be simple. <laughs> <laughs> and have short words and phrases yeah. that are repeatable. So, say things over and over and keep them simple. So, not so if I am talking about a topic, make sure that my even my first line is not long and lengthy. Keep it simple. Mm-hmm. You just said it in the very beginning. Like, how do we have a more effective meeting? Boom. Like, Boom. just let's have a more effective meeting. Well, it's a case in point. This podcast, we've realized over time, we're, we're trying to get better and better. And we realized we used to be kind of vague at the opening. And it was mm. like, as a listener, you could be like, what is this about? <laughs> and then we people turn them <laughs> off so quickly nowadays. Yeah. They're like, not interesting. <laughs> yeah. And so hopefully today was hopefully. a bigger, <laughs> a much better version of that where it's like, hey, here's what it's about. Yeah. Boom. Boom. That's right. That is as simple as that point is. You know, actually, you. I want to say one more thing, though, because you really push people when you're coaching people. And I really learned this from you on values, because sometimes I want to let people say all the things that they want to say and feel, right? But you really push me to push them to what? Yeah, well, this one's a great example with... So you're talking about like people developing their core values yes. for a team or a company or themselves. Yes. And um, I think I've really pushed and tried to get better at narrowing it down to a few values mm-hmm. because I'm not naturally like simple. I, I, my natural state is to make things too complex. And I've realized, no, no one can remember a list of 10 core values. Mm-hmm. Um, but everyone can usually remember a list of three. Mm-hmm. And you're right. There's one time we were working with a, a team on this. And they were doing some kind of strategic planning, leadership development uh, stuff. And 
no one in the room knew the values that the team has or, or that the company has. But one person had a list um, of the values that their team had. And I was actually pretty impressed that they had a list. That's already rare. But I think <laughs> right. it was like 12 things. <laughs> and so I put her on the spot and I said, all right, um, tell me one that's on that sheet. No, 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 don't, don't pick up the paper and look at it. Just tell me one from memory. <laughs> it was kind of a, pretty rude on my part. But um, I think we made the point because she was like, I, uh, I, I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't. And You she, only asked her for one. Just for one. And she kind of called herself out and she laughed. She's like, yeah, I get it. I get yeah. it. And we said, yeah, we have to get it down to three values. Mm-hmm. The brain can remember threes really easily. Really? So um, let's get it down to three. It's better to have three you remember mm-hmm. than 12 you don't. Right. And today I have three, three tips. So I took how I thought in threes as well. Three yeah. tips. So thanks for sharing that. I just made it. I love the way you pushed me there too, because I can sometimes tend to get too explainy as well. Yeah. <laughs> you know? The next one, tip number two, is just really this one is your communication is not about you. Now, listen, that one sounds vague at first, but if you really think about it, we fall victim to becoming, uh, falling into the trap of impressing people. Like we're like, oh, I need to, we do so much preparation on maybe being funny or people ask me all the time, should I be funny in a presentation? You know, and I'm like, comedians are paid a lot of money. You know, like yeah. as I do say that as an answer sometimes. <laughs> like I think self-deprecating humor is the best kind, right? But making a shift in your head is really important that it's not about me, it's about the audience is connection to what I'm saying. So you can you can you can prepare and prepare and prepare and work on it and work on it and work on it. Like sometimes we've talked about just the bottom line is that I'm really not ready until I'm more concerned with them getting what I say than them liking me. Wow. Yeah. What what about that makes it so impactful? I think shift? we spend our, all of our energy on uh, almost in our heads thinking, I just want them to like me. I want them to hire me back. I want them to like me. I want them to, I want the team to like me. But it's not actually, that's absolutely the wrong energy. The energy mm. just needs to be, what do I want them to get out of it? It actually isn't about me. It's actually about you, Steve, walking away saying, mm, I'm making a change. That's a huge point. And it's similar with business um, in, in business, because the idea is, let's be honest, we are all primarily kind of selfish, like in this meeting mm-hmm. or in a business in- interaction, everyone wants to get something for themselves. They want mm-hmm. their problem solved. They want to get the thing they need. And if we can just be real about that for a minute, then yeah, it doesn't, they're not, it's not about them liking you. What will make them like you is if they're getting what they want. Absolutely. Don't (laughs) you? Yeah. You love a speaker that moves the needle for you, that moves you or changes something inside of you. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a a mental shift. It It seems it's kind of like just slightly a few degrees uh, in in the other direction, but it's a complete, um, a completely different experience on the receiving end. Yes. If somebody is more um, in their own head and trying to, um, make sure that they're doing things right versus mm-hmm. that they're really trying to serve you and like mm-hmm. make sure you get what you need. And you know what's really interesting? I'm sure some of my listeners out there who know I coach on the communication style are thinking, well, isn't that doesn't that conflict with what you're just saying there? Because you're telling me, oh, do this with your eyes, do this with your hands, and things like that. So, but so there still has to be a skill. Right. But that is that's a skill that we have to work on, because in order for them to be memorable, they still have to stay interested. Right. They have to right. stay interested. But that is like secondary to them walking away with something to do differently. 
Yeah. Again, it's such a good parallel because in business, like at first people want a problem to be solved. And Mm -hmm. so if you think about sometimes even if the marketing isn't super pretty or the packaging is, you know, even if it doesn't look like the best product, if it solves a a pain point you have, (laughs) you're still in, you know? (laughs) And, and I think you're right. It doesn't mean that the exterior isn't important. Right. It's just secondary. It's It's just like a more Mm -hmm. of a, a vehicle to get Mm -hmm. it done. Yeah. So tip number two is your communication's not about you. Moving on to three is this one is really an important one and it has a people have debated it with me because they're like, you know how people don't want to bring up something negative? They're like, I don't want to, you know, actually, I think you absolutely should. You need to tell people what the problem is and what's at stake if we don't fix this problem. Be honest about what's, look, so if we don't do this for our customers, here's what's going to happen. Thousands of them are going to lose money. Or if we don't do this for them, they're not going to jump. Whatever is the problem, call it out because people fight for that. People fight for that. They're like, all right, I want to do that. You know, I always say that what's a good movie has either success or failure in it, right? We aren't, we're not interested in, you know, mundane. It's got to be yeah. something we fight for at the end, rather, for either them to succeed or like, boom, it's a failure too. But that's still something, right? Yes. It's yeah. still something. Especially for anyone or a leader who's kind of opportunity oriented. Yeah. I'm that way. It's a smaller amount of the population in terms of personality types. But you could go into a meeting and talk about like what you're excited about. Yeah. And oh, like here's what we could do. (laughs) And again, people are not rallied by that. No. People Mm-mm. rarely get as excited about that as they do about solving a problem. Mm-hmm. Right. Cause, and what are we talking about today? The problem is, is it, what's at stake is your people will not be influenced by you as a leader. They will <laughs> not change anything. They will not do what you actually ask them to do because nothing you said is memorable. Exactly. Yeah. What's a more <laughs> catchy title? Yeah. How to have an effective meeting, which I think yeah. I said at the top, yeah. like how to have an effective meeting. Okay, that's kind of cool. Or like how to prevent the fact that people walk out and say, what the heck was that meeting about? (laughs) I don't (laughs) want that, right. (laughs) Um, Yeah, yeah, the problem is a little more like captivating. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Mm -hmm. I want to fix that. Yeah. All right, so this is now not tips. This is more of some like preparation things and one thing to do maybe do at the end. So first I'm going to call out this one. When you have just delivered a message to your team in a meeting. I don't like to just say, all right, see you, have a good day. I like to test it right there sometimes and be real. And by the way, people love a human component to a leader. They like when they're like, all right, let's have a conversation. So end your meeting with, all right, what did you hear? Yeah. What did I say? And and it challenges. And guess what? If you did not hear what you meant to say, back to the drawing board. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you might okay. be a little scarred at first, yeah. but it's like, but that's the reality. That's what they heard or that's mm-hmm. how it was interpreted. Yes. Or, you know, maybe sometimes that question can draw out the fact that different people were focusing on different parts mm. of the the topic or the message, mm-hmm. which isn't always bad. Sometimes it's good, right? Because mm-hmm. um, if you have different roles around the table, like one person's thinking about, oh man, here's some tactical like organizational stuff we need mm-hmm. to do. The other person's thinking about, oh, well, that was really helpful for this thing that I'm focused on. And it's a different, it might just be the fact that people are interpreting it for their their, for their world. Yeah, yeah. As like long as it drives itself back to what was actually the point, then you've succeeded, right? Yeah. So the last preparation piece there is that I think this really helps. And you've mentioned that you do this sometimes. 
the people who I'm speaking to are often very connected. So at work, we're connected to the projects that we're working on. So we've been talking about them before and after and at lunch or whatever. Uh, so it's very fresh in our mind. And we sometimes I feel like, just like, you know, sometimes I describe to you that I get bored with myself. Mm-hmm. So therefore, I don't slow down. Because yeah. I'm like, oh, I know that. But the people I'm talking to don't know it, right? So that's one of my things I'm always working on. So here's a tip. Deliver the presentation to someone who's not connected as a test. Do it to someone who you work with that's not on your team at all, or maybe even someone at home. I do it all the time with my husband. I'll be like, if I say this, this, and this doesn't make sense. And yeah. he's like, no. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or yes. Because he doesn't he doesn't have the emotional attachment. Yeah. Yeah, I do that one too. I think it's a total pro tip. Um, or another version, I'll have um I'll have my wife read an email I'm gonna send. Like, just read it. What do you think? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> be honest. Totally doesn't make sense. <laughs> Makes sense, but tweak this and this. Right. Uh, you're a little too angry still. Like, wait a day and then mm. send it, you know? It's a whole uh, thing. Yeah, yeah, you can get s- such good objective eyes. Mm-hmm. Or I've even done this kind of thing. Um, this only applies in certain scenarios. But uh, with my five-year-old daughter, it's like, okay, here's... Um, I think I've done it. things even like these podcast episodes. Uh, wh- I'm doing this... I'm going to talk about this idea of um, meetings, how to have better meetings. What do you think? Oh, I see. So, uh, I, <laughs> and so just see what she says t- because <laughs> she's going to say something totally irrelevant, right? But if she responds, mm. it actually tells me mm-hmm. a lot about if she's tracking with the concept <laughs> or if one. it's like she just Whatever. stares at me and walks away. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Well, before we close, let's just try it really quick. All so right, I was the preparation person today, right? I prepared for this meeting. So what did you hear? I have no idea what we just talked about. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. Um, Okay, my takeaway. (laughs) It looks like I need to try it again. (laughs) Let's restart it. Hit hit replay. What did you hear? I heard that we have this thing called meetings, and they can be really dysfunctional. And we just need to put some thought into what's the point of it. Like, mm-hmm. what is the point of the meeting? Mm-hmm. Um, what what do we need to do with, with what we talked about? Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of just giving some pre-thought and making sure everyone else is, um, is clear along with you. And what's the risk? The risk is that we'll, A, waste time and money for sure. B, frustration. People walk out frustrated. But C, it's also just the, like, lost opportunity of, Oh, we could have just done something great mm-hmm. with a few, a slight tweak of words. Mm-hmm. It really is that that small of a change could have shifted it from like frustrating and worthless to really impactful and empowering. You got it. I was, if I was to say, if you made it this far in the podcast, I would say just remember that what's the point and who is it about? So, what's the point? And who's it about? If you can just think about that when you prep, you're going to have come closer to success in your meeting. Do you want more great content like this, but 24-7? Check out our membership, The Greenhouse Method. It's an online course with built-in community and coaching made just for you to figure out what's next in your life, leadership, career, or business. Visit greenhouseculture.co, that's .co, or the link in the show notes to learn more.